Uh, I don't know the last time I saw Lenny Ben David. It's it's been a while. Have a seat over here, please. It's been a while. He may have been living in the United States the last time I saw him. That's how long. That's how long ago it was. Uh, Lenny is the um, former head of APAC Israel, currently at the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs. He uh, served as a senior Israeli diplomat in Washington. Now he's director of publications at the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs. Public Affairs Consultant and publishing the IsraelDailyPicture.com. He's author of American Interest in the Holy Land Revealed in Early Photographs. I wish I had the book here because I enjoy that book like you can't imagine. It's sitting in my studio and I just love looking at it. Lenny Ben David, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you very much and welcome to Jerusalem. Made Aliyah in? 82. 82. I'm telling you, I think it might be the last time I saw you was before that. Is it possible? Or are you already in Israel no, the last time we saw you? No, probably in the three-year period when I was uh, serving, in Washington. serving in Washington right. at the embassy. I have a feeling that was it. Anyway, a pleasure to see you. Um, start with the book, if you don't mind. I mean, the and the picture of the day. Like, why are these things important to, to disseminate to the world? I am a policy wonk. I work on policy and on political affairs and the foreign relations. And I was looking up in the Library of Congress online a document on United States policy on settlements. This took place five years ago. And I came up with a, top, a topic that said Jewish settlements and colonies in Palestine. And I said, whoa, what is this? And I opened it up and discovered it was a photograph of Jews setting up a yeshuv, a settlement, a right. hundred years ago. And I looked, and it turns out there were 20,000 such photographs in the Library of Congress that had just been digitized. And most of them came from the photographers of the American Colony, which was formed in Jerusalem in 1881. Right. But then subsequently I found them all over the world. Libraries were digitizing their collections. Unbelievable uh, treasures showing history. And very few focused on the Jewish history, uh, for one reason or another. But there were things in those pictures that showed the Jews were always in Eretz Yisrael. Right. And that's what drew me to this. And as I looked, I found so many treasures and so many stories that people simply did not know about them. I like the, the look back... 70, 80, 90 years, when you see Jews building Sukkot in Yerushalayim, when you see Jews mourning on Tisha B'Av in Yerushalayim, all those are included in your work. That's exactly what I was looking at, but some of them go back. Even further? I have the what I believe is the first photograph of Jews at the Western Wall, at the Kotel, from 1859. Wow. And there's an, there are two rabbis there. One of them is rather old. And you realize, <coughs> this picture was taken during Lincoln's presidency. Right. And that old man, that old rabbi... Was born in the 1700s. Was born at the time of George Washington. Right. And it shows that the Jews were always here. It wasn't something that came about after the Holocaust or with Israel's formation. It was something that was indigenous. Right. It's really amazing. I uh, highly recommend the book to, our, to my listeners, American Interest in the Holy Land Reveal in, Revealed in Early Photographs. has a beautiful cover. And, uh, not that we should judge a book by its cover. And uh, everyone should check it out, Lenny Ben David. Lenny's here in our uh, mobile studio at the Nahum Siegel Network in Jerusalem. Nahum, yes. I will, since you referred to the cover, the cover shows American senators visiting the Western Wall in the 1930s. 
and they didn't come on a 747. They flew here because uh, they, they, they sailed here because they were concerned over Jews who weren't being allowed into, into the Eretz Israel by the British, and they were concerned by the attacks against the Jews by the Arabs. So some things have never changed, but the that they con- made that effort. The congressional effort and the congressional attachment to Israel is phenomenal. I'll add one uh, the picture. Do we on, know how many members of Congress were on that trip? Three senators. We know who they were. It's all a chapter in my book. <laughs> okay. They were encouraged to come by the newspaper mogul Hearst. Right. Um, William Randolph Hearst. And it was uh, a phenomenal trip that they made to in order to press the British to let the Jews into the land. The back cover has a picture that will be of interest to your to your listeners. Is a picture of a young war correspondent taken in eight, in 1949, excuse me, 1948, April 48, just a couple blocks where you're sitting <laughs> in front of the King David Hotel. Right there. The reporter who had just graduated Harvard, we know him as Robert Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy. Wow. He covered as a war correspondent Israel's War of Independence. He filed four stories for a Boston newspaper that subsequently went bankrupt. The stories were therefore lost. I found the stories in yellowed sheets of uh, newsprint, and I published them. Bobby Kennedy's daughter was so thankful, she gave me pictures of Kennedy in Jerusalem. And so the pictures are also in the book and on the back cover. Unbelievable. Lenny Ben-David's here. You're former head of APAC Israel. A lot of our listeners are probably shocked that APAC has a branch in Israel, frankly. I opened it in 1982. Why? Um, first of all, I was coming here on Aliyah. Second, there was a lot of information available here in the bureaucracy, in the army, in the, in the, among the press, that wasn't always getting across to the United States for use by Israel's advocates. Hmm. And it was the day before... Internet, of course. Right. And in 82, I was, for instance, I was very, I had already been collecting information on the pending war with the PLO in Lebanon, and the information was just not getting across. And so having the office here allowed APEC to have that information. So it was sort of, uh, well, that was the purpose, to funnel information to the U.S. That was basically the purpose. Correct. It wasn't always... Different than the purpose of APEC in the U.S. Correct. It was that APEC could be more effective on Capitol Hill providing the information. One other aspect that turned around was members of Congress who were coming here and having an APAC office here allowed us to help tailor and uh, set up meetings for them and let them uh, let them tour Israel with the most important issues on their minds. Did the fact that there was a, an office here help in getting American government officials to visit here? Or that wasn't effective. Not American government, but certainly members of Congress and and uh, politicians who were planning on running, and so ah, those who were candidates for office, correct, and also press, Good point. and it meant that they could get what they needed to know, and it was very effective. And some of the people who came were very important. I remember a, a group of of congresswomen who came in, 19, in, the, in Pesach 1983. And the foreign ministry, frankly, didn't want to take care of them because they were 
Habanot mi Congress. They were just the girls from Congress. Right. And it was not in convenient times since they were coming on Erev Pesach. Right. So we arranged for the trip. We even arranged for them to go to our homes for Seder. And the woman who came to my house with her family was a unknown congresswoman named Geraldine Ferraro. <laughs> who ends up being candidate for vice president of the United States. Correct. So there are <laughs> many cases like that where we've helped people and their at their early stages of their campaigns and their congressional careers. Speaking with Lenny Ben-David, so what years are you in Washington? Which three years were they? I served in ni- from 97 to 2000. So that's the Clinton administration. Correct. And coincidentally, ends in 2000 because Clinton ends? or nothing Yeah, my three it. years were... Oh, it was a three-year term for you. Right. And what was the atmosphere in Washington at that time? We know that today everyone's always curious, pro-Israel atmosphere, what, are the, what does the White House think, what does the State Department think, what does Congress think, what was going on then? Well, again, Israel always turned, dating back to the 50s, to Congress for right. their strongest support. Right. And the administration, frequently guided by the State Department, which also looks over the whole Middle East, um, has its moments with, with Israel. There's no question that um, President Clinton had a tremendously deep and even loving relationship with Yitzhak Rabin. But after Rabin's assassination, um, things were a little tense between the between Netanyahu and uh, and Clinton. Well, you're there obviously post Rabin Arafat, right? right. That's ninety three. You're there post Chevron deal, I assume, correct? I was there for the Y. Oh, you were in Y plantation deal. And um, there were there was a lot of tension uh, at times between the administration, the State Department, and the Israeli government. But that was our job to... As an observer, how do you compare that Netanyahu tension with the President of the United States to what happened during the Obama administration? Some of the same players were there. And we saw a carryover by some of the... Players in the State Department or in general in the White House also? In the White House, particularly. And the the State Department. Yeah, that's more natural that there would be leftover in the State Department. But in the White House, there were several that... um, certainly carried over their their animosity towards Netanyahu, and um, we had to deal with it. Interesting. What a battle to fight, huh? Uh, it's been going on for years, and frankly... With, with, with a, with a um, break during the Bush administration, or not necessarily? There's always some issue. With even it. with a Republican president, even with someone who seems friendly with Netanyahu, even today you would say there are issues. Less so today. Right. Very much less so, I will right. say. But then, even with the Bush administration, you still had a State Department, and you still right. had, you still had critics and secretaries of state that were not always friendly. Exactly. Right. Uh, what did you think of the embassy move? I mean, you probably fought that battle a million times in Washington, trying to keep it at the forefront when presidential candidates would promise it and never deliver as president, and then this president delivers. What were your thoughts as this was going on? I go back at APAC to Cy Kennan, the founder of APAC, right. and I remember Cy would always write his testimony to the uh, political conventions and to the platform committees. For the platform, right. And the, both Democratic and Republican platforms, back in the 70s, were already putting the Jerusalem, <laughs> Jerusalem should be the location. Capital of Israel, the location of the embassy. And it was surreal. And when it finally happened, it was, now it was breathtaking. And um, one needed to say a shachianu, a blessing for 
for such an event taking place. Do you sometimes think life would be a lot easier for you if you were in Washington today compared to some of the old days? <laughs> yeah, your, your listeners can't see my sigh of relief. Um, that you escaped D.C., huh? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't easy. Uh, I had already left the uh, foreign ministry, but it wasn't easy being an Israeli, a pro-Israel advocate during eight years of uh, the Obama administration. Right. Of course. I mean, and compare that to now. It's a totally different world, that's for sure. Um, only because we ask this to the majority of guests who have a political uh, uh, opinion. Uh, are we heading to new elections here in Israel? Well, we have to within the next year or so. Correct. But you know what I mean, early new elections. I don't know. And I I won't... It almost doesn't matter to you? I or? won't guess. Are we, hap- we going to have a new president in, in, in uh, 2020? I, I'll ask you that. Somebody said to me yesterday that uh, Nikki Haley's play is to now run against Trump for president. <laughs> that's, I think that's stretching it. <laughs> really? So, do you? <laughs> uh, um, she's certainly going to raise her uh, profile in American politics. Who was UN ambassador from Israel during the term that you were in uh, Washington, during those three years? Two years, where it was with Dory Gold. Oh, Dory Gold. Qual- so we Highly out, qualified for the job. We went out at the same time. Right. And you then, go back to Israel with him at the same time, you say? No, he... He, he served two years. Right. I continued in third year under Ehud Barak. Right. And um, that, too, was a challenge because uh, being yeah, a Yeah, you dip- mentioned 2000. Being a diplomat, I had to remain uh, very neutral on some of the political issues. And, and, and we, of course, know that Ehud Barak was uh, quite generous in his offer to Yasser Arafat in the year 2000. Correct. And so... It must have been very hard for you. I'll just tell you, I remember... Uh, speaking before a JINSA group right. in Washington, and they, I would say the government of Israel believes, and according to the government platform, this is, and somebody yelled out, what do you believe? And I said, sorry, that's in cold storage for now. Unbelievable. You wouldn't reveal a thing, because I would assume you had your issues with the prime minister at the time, or at least in some <laughs> of it. But you're not willing to say today either. <laughs> Uh, would that affect the pension now if you would say something today? <laughs> N- not, at, not at all. <laughs> Lenny Ben David, he's amazing. He's a former head of APAC Israel. You can check out IsraelDailyPicture.com. Great way to see uh, some of the stuff you're posting. And the book's amazing. Uh, write it down, folks. Uh, the book is called American Interests in the Holy Land, Revealed in Early Photographs. You will see pictures literally from the mid, what did you say 1840s, earlier? 1840s. So in right. the mid-1840s all the way until the mid-20th century, right? I mean, until, Right. And um, it's available on Amazon. Oh, and you blog for Times of, Times of Israel or not? I occasionally blog occasionally. for Times of Israel and occasionally write for the... And I write and edit for the uh, Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs, JCPA. Right. right. Well, thanks so much for being here today. A pleasure. A Welcome. real pleasure speaking to you and to Kala Kavod. And let's not wait so long. <laughs> yes, I agree with you on that one. That's for sure. More coming up. We are listening to a, uh, two, a Wednesday morning edition here on this Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM.